going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new and exciting update special Valfiles Classic Style. I hope you had a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever holiday you are celebrating. And as you prep for this new year, I just want to say Happy New Year, I guess. Also, can I just say, you know, thanks for listening to The Vile Files. What a year we've had. It's our best year ever. We've had our best year ever for every year that we've ever been in existence, and this year is no different, and we just want to thank you all. So that's an update from us. We love you. We, we're kicking ass. Uh, Allie's with me today. How you doing, Allie? Just dandy. What did you ask for Christmas? Um, my Christmas list was very, very delayed because I feel like with moving and everything, I just like that was the last thing that was on my mind. So it was it was just a hodgepodge of random stuff. Everything from an eyebrow gel that I asked Natalie to recommend to like a juicy couture set. How many presents do you get from mom and dad? I don't know. I don't count them. Did you get Natalie stuff? Not yet. Nick. Uh, what? Christmas is in five days. I have a list. I have a list. What if it's not available? Well, that's I have a list. I mean, there's always, you know, it'll be fine. That would keep me up at night. I can't do that. I'll I'll survive. Well, should we get a written update? We do. We Let's get to, our, get to our update. But once again, we just want to say thank you, everyone. It's been a hell of a year. Can't thank you guys enough for being with us this year. Uh, it was a wild, wild 2023 for this show for me. Uh, exciting things to come. We're gonna kick things off with a bang. In 2024, really excited about some of the juicy episodes we're going to bring you. Really kicking things off strong. Really excited about that. Anyways, all right, we, let's get to our written update as I reminisce about the exciting episodes that I'm not going to tell them about yet. So our first written update is from Melissa, who joined us on episode 666 uh, with the title, My Boyfriend's Job is Ruining Our Relationship. And you had recommended calmly, you know, expressing her unhappiness in a letter saying that uh, she might have to walk away from the relationship. And we wanted to is this see one, Is went. this with the TikTok that went super viral? I remember 666. Obviously, you know, it being a weird There was note. a lot of good, yeah, content made out of that episode. That, was that it, though? I don't know if it was her call. All right, well, let's play a quick update just to remind our audience of uh, this caller. How's it going? My boyfriend's business is ruining my relationship. Okay. Uh, is he the owner of this business? Yes. Okay, he is. Yep. Okay. How old is he? 25 as well. Okay. What's the business? Construction. Okay. Well, tell us about some of the challenges that you're facing. Um, so I just feel like with the business, so we both still live at home with our parents, which is also um, adding to it. But I feel like I'll never be number one priority. That's kind of like the realization at this two year mark that I'm coming to is like, I'm worried I'll never be number one and it'll always be about the business. So that concerns me. Um, he doesn't really like to talk about the future. And I've told him like, you know, what is your timeline for future? Like, you know, engagement kids, like where do you even like stand with that? And I just get the answer of, I can't even think about that right now. There's so much other stuff going on. Like that's not even really on his radar. So that's concerning to me because I'm like, okay, we're two years in. What, what am I doing here? Because my, I don't have a job where I like go home and think about it. Like I go to my job, I come home and like, that's it. At the end of the day. And he, I just feel like has 
a ton of goals, which is fine. Like I want him to succeed in all of that. And I want to support him, but I feel like I have this resentment like towards his business because it's just taking up all his time. And I'm like, where do I fit in? I'm guessing you're, you wouldn't feel this way if he somehow made it clear to you that everything he's doing is for the both of you. Right. And I've told him that I said, it'd be different if we were having conversations and the conversation was, you know, I'm doing this for us and I'm doing this for our future kids and our future life together. But the conversations aren't that tone. Yeah. Cause like I, I, I work really unwilling. hard and I'm, you know, let's, there have been times where I'm gone 13 hours a day often, right. you know, and like at time, you know, I try, it's just a big prayer for me to either check in with Natalie or include her or bring her along when I can, if it right. makes sense. And then if nothing else, it's always, this is for us, you know, this is, I'm trying to, mm -hmm. this is an us thing, you know? Um, yeah. And that goes a long fucking way. Right. Um, because I don't feel like I have the reassurance that you even see us together long term. On the flip side, you are only 25. Um, right. So there is that. But he, yeah, so I guess I, I'm thinking out loud here, but it's, uh, it's not, regardless of your age, it's not fair to you to be in a two-year relationship with, like, with zero answers about what the future looks like. Right. And I don't, I'm not asking for an engagement tomorrow or anything like that. Like there's no pressure on that. I just want to know where his head at. And I feel like he's really unwilling to even like think about that part of life because he's so business oriented right now. It's like a horse with blinders on, like it's just the business and like nothing else. So I think it's hard when we only hang out on the weekends and then say like Sunday comes along and he's like, okay, like I got to go to the office and I got to do X, Y, and Z. And like during the week, you know, he's waking up early, which is fine. But then like, we don't talk until I want to say like 7, 8 PM. And then like, he's going to bed at like 9, 9 30 because he gets up so early. So there's no, and then why don't you guys live in the same neighborhood? Like, why do you still live with your parents? I'm not, I don't know. I'm not saying that judgmentally, but like, that is a choice you're making at 25. Yeah, we both, I think neither of us want to rent because we just feel like at this point, that'd be like throwing away money. Um, he actually just recently bought a rental house through the business. And I think for me, I have a lot of resentment towards that because I'm like, you could have used that opportunity for us. You could have, you know, bought a different house, you know, that we could have afforded together. I love that he's driven and I love like that side about him and I think that I feel safe and I feel comfortable and I do feel loved by him but a lot of the times I'm like I just don't know if he's showing me in the ways that I need like forever so I think that's also been something I've been um struggling with when you communicate this stuff to him like how does he respond does he always just is it always some version of I don't have time for this right now um it's he's like I don't really know what you want me to say that's normally it. like he just like well that's saying and, like, a lot to me it's like yeah there's a million like, things he could say he could say comfort me yeah you could say babe I, you're right i know like if nothing else a, a bare minimum answer from him would be some version of you're right babe i know i i need like you have a, 
it's valid for you to feel this way. I'm just really busy. I'm having a hard time managing, you know, all the things that are going on with the business. But like, I do want, right. I like, I love you, and I it's important for me to make you feel a certain way, and I want you to feel X, Y, and Z. And I'm sorry I'm letting you down right now. And can you just be a little more patient with me? Like that would be bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Right now, the only thing I have is a a weekend boyfriend who really constantly always makes me feel like he doesn't have time for me, gives me no insight, zero, into like what a future looks like for us. Right now, it sounds like he only wants to have a girlfriend for the occasional, you know, sex and convenience because he doesn't want to like get on the apps. Right. Which I think about, I'm like, if we even like to myself, I think this, I'm like, if we even broke up, like he wouldn't even, like, I know he wouldn't make the time to date somebody else. I mean, there probably not. No way. Yeah. He probably would, you know, and if it would, it would just be very casual. It'd be very meaningless and it would just be something to do and a little bit of free time he has. But he could say, listen, of course I want kids. You know, of course I want to get married, but we are, babe, we're only 25. And right now. Like, I really, I really want to like be successful. And at 25, for someone who's very career driven, this is the time for him to be selfish and to invest Mm -hmm. in his career. And so, you know, I get that. And if he wants to be in a relationship while all at the same time, selfishly focusing on his career, he still needs to like make some concessions and some choices. So again, at a bare minimum, he could be like, you know, Obviously, I want to have kids. Um, I see a future with you. I, I, I'm not ready to get married anytime soon. I want to be upfront about that. But at the same time, I want you to feel like a priority. And I know at times I'm probably going to let you down, but I really want to. It is a priority for me to make you feel this way. And what can we do? He can't 100% of the time just say he's too busy with you for, for you and give you absolutely nothing when it comes to talking about the future. I think that's another biggest thing is like, you're not. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like, I, I don't know anything about, like, I'm trying to plan mine, which obviously I can't plan it right now any either, but like to have an idea and just like open up those conversations and there's just, there's just nothing. I honestly think the, the only way to save this, honestly, is probably to break up with them and see if it's a, a shock to his system. Okay. I think before you do that, maybe you got to write them a letter or sit down with them and really articulate how you feel. You have to stay super calm about it mm-hmm. and just kind of like, hey, listen, man, I care about you. I love you. I want to see you happy. I know I, 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 I understand that right now at this point in your life that your business, your number one priority, I, I, get, I get all that. But I, right. you are asking me to stay in this relationship with absolutely no guarantees, no information nothing. And that's just not fair to me. And if you can't give me that, I understand. But if that's where you're at, I can't be in this relationship. And I just, you know, you, I can't, you can't ask me to invest in you and get nothing in return. Yeah. And see what he says. Quite honestly, maybe the answer is, is he's not in a position to be a boyfriend right now. He needs to believe that you're capable of being fine without him if he's not willing to step up and give it what you need, because he is assuming you're just going to sit around. Um, and it's kind of a game of chicken right now. Yeah. He's going to have to really believe that you're, he lost you and he's going to have to fight for you to have you back in his life. And you're going to have to really believe it. And right. 
as busy as he is, there is a way for him to make it work with you if you really wanted to. Right. And he might just, the, the only excuse I will give him is that maybe he's just, you know, he's, he is trying to accomplish a lot at a young age and mm -hmm. it might just be too much yeah. for him, you know? Yeah. And it's not a fault. I'm not judging him, but right. he needs to, he needs to recognize that he is falling short as a partner, that he should want to be a better partner in the future. All right. What do they have to say? Melissa writes. So a couple days after I talked with Nick, I actually ended the relationship. I think talking with you guys just really reinforced what I've been thinking for a while. And I already had my thoughts gathered on what I wanted to say. We met up for dinner and then had an hour long convo in the car after where I just explained how I was getting no reassurance from him and waiting around for him to start the next chapter of my life. I left the convo open, seeing what he would say to my thoughts, and he agreed. He said the relationship wasn't fair to me anymore and that his job doesn't allow him to be a great boyfriend. He didn't try to fight for the relationship or say things would change, so we ended with love and no hard feelings. We talked for a few days after, but since then have been no contact. Honestly, it's been such a relief to be single. I was on the apps for maybe about a week, but it was too overwhelming, so I'm taking time just to enjoy this season of life. I've learned I'm a little emotionally exhausted from trying to make everything work in my relationship, so moving forward, I don't have the energy yet to put into dating, which I'm okay with. Someone will come at the right time and give me all the things that my ex was lacking. Breaking up took the pressure off feeling like I needed to get engaged, married, have kids at this age, and to just live my life without that weight on me. So thank you, Nick, and the rest of the Wi-Fi team for helping me confirm what I wanted to do and to make the final decision to be single. Okay. Well, what, I mean, sad, but great update. Clarity. It doesn't seem like she's sad. I think she feels really reassured well, I mean, in her every, every, every relationship is sad when it ends, but yeah. It, like, it looks like she needed the motivation to end a relationship. And we, uh, <laughs> like so many before her, uh, we, we gave her that motivation. But I just feel like sometimes you need that external almost confirmation of what you feel like you're feeling inside. It's like when you go to McDonald's and you're like, do I want chicken nuggets or a hamburger? And then you're like, what should I get? And your friend is like chicken nuggets. And you're like, yes. Or if they said burger and you're like, oh, no, I'll ask someone else. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Did, what is next for her? Um, I think just enjoying this season of life doesn't sound like she wants to be on the dating apps right now. I'm glad that she listened to herself and didn't just like keep pushing that pressure because I do feel like I don't know at least like for me I've had a lot of questions in the holiday season people know I'm moving it's like well how's dating going are you seeing anyone no well are you on the apps like that's like been everyone's follow-up question it's just like I, I want it to become a little bit more socially acceptable to not like feel like you have to have a part-time job of dating like I feel like every person follows up with oh you're not seeing anyone are you trying are you on the apps like whatever like it's yeah. a lot I just, uh, are you ever making comments about being single? No, like these are like, again, just like holiday party conversations gotcha. that have keep popped gotcha. up. Like, are you seeing anyone? Have you? Been? And I'm like, no, not at all. Well, are you on the apps? Yeah, I, I think uh, that just kind of often comes with uh, people's natural questions. Uh, sometimes it can be like, oh, yeah, are you seeing anyone? No, I'm honestly just busy with some. I got so much going on right now moving work like a bunch of stuff and projects like oh my god it wouldn't even have time for that you know like mm -hmm. as if like oh it sounds fun but wish i had time because but i have so many other exciting things going on uh well well i think it re reduces that you know those, those follow-up questions 
Mm-hmm. As opposed to, are you dating one? No. No. I'm not. You know, then and so I'm like, well, I mean, are you, what are you doing? Uh, like, can I help? You know, it's like, I think sometimes people try to be helpful even when that help isn't asked for. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, it's, it's sometimes how we answer those questions can go a long way. All right. Well, we appreciate her update. Ha, sad that the relationship ended. Happy that she is feeling good about it. Let's get to our first caller. Once again, want to say thank you to you all. Thank you for supporting this show. Thanks for being with us this year, whether you listen to one episode or all of them. I don't know. How many episodes did we drop this year? Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, a lot. Uh, a 100, lot. 150-something-ish, 160-ish, 170. Anyways, uh, we thank you. Also, because I know you guys love updates, we do have an update from our dear lady. Yeah, pun intended. Our, our dear friend. Our dear friend. Our dear friend who uh, texted her husband and asked for a divorce while she was on with us because she had not seen her husband in quite some time. We did get an update from her. Uh, that update is now available behind Biofiles Plus. Uh, go ahead and check it out. You Do we title those? How, do, how would someone go find them? Uh, on Biofiles Plus? Yeah. So I actually, I wrote the title of the episode and I did make it Our Dear Friend Returns. Okay, great. Our dear, go check out that episode. It's named Our Dear Friend Returns. Go to vilefiles.com. It's free to sign up. So if you only want to hear that update, uh, you are welcome to. You get a seven day free trial and there's 20 some other update specials. So be sure to check them all out. I know you guys love your updates. All right, I'll stop talking. Let's get to our first update. Question time with Nick. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. Welcome back, Charlie. Hello. Thank you for having me back, Nick. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us. So you called in. Uh, it was on the episode with Lewis House. Uh, you were yes. crushing on a coworker ish he wasn't a co- no he Colleague. wasn't a co-worker. He had another he was... journalist in a different town or something and yes. you had no idea if he was gay or straight but you yes. had a handful of interactions where it se- he seemed maybe flirty kind of breadcrumbing you a little bit talked about visiting you but never really did does this all sound accurate yes sounds accurate yeah okay let's play a quick clip for uh, our audience for those who didn't get to listen that episode with Lewis. How's it going? Hi, Nick. I'm Charlie, and I'm 24, and I'm a gay man, and I can't tell if the guy that I like is also gay. Okay, well, tell us a little bit more. All right, so it all started when um, I first followed him on Instagram a while ago when I was a senior in college. He announced that he got a job in the same state as me. Not in the same city, but in the same state. Um, So... He was the only person that I knew from back at home that also got a job in the state. So I stood up and I was like, oh my gosh, congratulations. How cool. From there, we just kind of kept on the DMing back and forth. Um, we started our jobs at the same time. So um, we'd always post about our jobs. And we'd always like just kind of talk about like the industry. In the beginning of summertime, he had reached out to me and was like, hey, I'm going to be in your city. Uh, would you want to get drinks with me? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. No problem. And I didn't really think much about it at the time. But then as like the time started creeping up, I was like, wait, is this just kind of like a casual meetup because we're both, you know, in the same industry or is this kind of like a date? And when I met him, the first thing he does is give me a bro clap up. Mm. And I was like, okay, yep, this guy is straight. So um, (laughs) what was he doing in your city? 
Was he like, was um, it for so work? I was just about to get to that. Okay. He was on a, a friend's trip. Like his friends just took a weekend trip to my city. Eventually, that's when I found out that he was here on a weekend trip with his friends. And when we went out, it was a Saturday. So I kind of just think like if you're on a weekend trip with your friends, like Saturday night is like the night when you like do stuff. And um, again, he has a beach house like in my like hometown. So he posted on his Instagram story, um, like a picture of the beach with the location. I stood up on it. I was like, hey, I'm like, I'm jealous, whatever. And he was like, "Um, I'll bring you back some popcorn because like in our town, like popcorn and eventually saltwater taffy are like big deals in our Mm. area. He was like, "Okay, like what kind? And I was like, I'm just kidding. You don't have to get me anything. So we kind of like left it at that. Now, this sounds very flirtatious. Yeah. That, that starts See, to sound a little flirtatious again, to me. Again, I don't really know. I don't really know. And so um, he, later that week, he like texted me. He was like, hey, like I'm here at the saltwater taffy place. Like what kind of saltwater taffy do you want? Mm. And I was like, I was just kidding. You don't have to get me anything. And he was like, no, like what do you want? And I was like, I don't even know like, what kind of flavors they have. They have so many. And he was like, a variety pack it is. And I was like, well, you don't have to do oh, that. Man, there's, like, some, there's some, there's some, there's a lot, there. there's a lot of women out, there's a lot of women out there, like listening to this being like, I wish the guy liked paid this much effort, you know, <laughs> like, paid this much attention and uh-huh. went out of his way. You a know, week like, later, I remembered that I liked taffy. Yeah, right. <laughs> the variety pack. I don't want to miss out. Yeah. Um, no, exactly. And like, again, like I have, I have like straight friends and like, I just feel like that's not usually something like that no. they would do, or I wouldn't expect them to do They would do, do that least. with a woman they're interested in. Yeah. So eventually we go back to just like DMing back and forth, like no big deal. Very just like commenting like four things. And eventually we would sometimes like, like continue the conversation. And then he would just bring up like visiting and I'm like, yeah, like come visit. But then there would just like be like no action. So then eventually, like a, um, mm. a couple weeks ago, me and my friend, we went to visit this new city that I wanted to explore. Um, and I posted on my Instagram, there's two comments on that post. And he put three emojis that I was just like, I don't, I don't know what that means. He put <laughs> what are they? The, he put the shocked face emoji, <laughs> heart eyes, Heart eyes. And then, oh yes, and then hand making a heart. Mm. And I was like, I don't know what that means. But of course, me being me, I'm like, ah. and so <laughs> for the rest of the week, I'm like trying to figure out a way that, you know, I can have an excuse to like text this man. So and so where no are we? For where are to- we now? So that was like the last time we talked. He said happy birthday to me. My birthday was like on Sunday happy and birthday. he said happy birthday. And like I was kind of dramatic about it. I was like, I really hope he like says happy birthday. Um, and literally as I was dozing off into my slumber on the, like the last few minutes of my birthday, this guy's interesting. I, get te- I, get, I get a text message from him and he says, happy birthday. And I was like, Oh, thank you that so is... much. And then that was it. Who pays that um, much attention so... on birthdays also to be at midnight with a guy, you know, it's like, you don't do that with your girlfriends. It, it, well, it wasn't, I was going to sleep around like 10 o'clock. So it wasn't midnight. It wasn't midnight, uh-huh. but, um, he took the time. He's just very yeah. intentional with you. You're not crazy, right? I think Lewis and I agree that you're not crazy to wonder the hard eyes emojis. You have the right to ask Mm. or at least, you know, put it out there. Now, you might ask and he may say no. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's not true that he has curiosities or he's gay or he's interested in you. He just may be afraid to be vulnerable and open. Like, I also don't know if I'm mistaking like kindness, but because he's a very nice person. 
um, for mm. like flirting. But then mm. my experience, I'm like, I just feel like I can usually tell. But in this instance, I just cannot tell whatsoever. If your goal is, and, and Lewis asked you, what is your goal? And, your, and you said, I just want to find out, man, mm -hmm. where I stand with him, if he's into men, yes or no. And the only way to get a clear answer is just to politely ask. No, yeah. And, the big, I, I, I and I bet the biggest fear is like the story will end. Yeah. This story that you've been living in for two years is either going to end or evolve in some way. Yeah. And that's, a, that's almost like a death. If I have this conversation, this relationship has the potential to die. And you don't want that to die because it's interesting. It's curious. It's fun. It's scary. It's risky. You're, yeah. you're feeling <laughs> things you've never felt probably. Or maybe you have and you like them. But it may not yeah. be healthy feelings. They may be exciting feelings. But those chemicals maybe from a wound rather than from a healed place. And that may be the attraction where you're getting all this like energy and these chemicals and, oh, what's the emoji? You know, is he gay? Is he straight? What if he converts from straight to gay for me? Uh, all these different stories that could be in your mind or maybe not, but that's a lot of chemicals. But you, yeah, I mean, you're smart. You've, you've probably fantasized ah, about know, all yeah. these storylines <laughs> and you've gone to bed oh. and then like, oh my God, like what if he did wow. this? Oh my God. All right. Well, fine. Is, is this an active situation? It is an active situation. Yes. yes. Oh God. I'm so, I'm so excited. All right. <laughs> but you have to promise if we're going to draft it, you have to promise to send it and you have to show us that okay. you're sending it. Fine. Deal. Do you have, Deal. Do, you have, do we have your word? How would you start it? Okay. Just, I want it to be in your like, word. Like, hey, so a bit of an odd question, but it's been something that I've been thinking about recently. Okay. And I would just like some clarity. Mm, there you go. Okay. Perfect. Direct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to be some long, drawn out. Yeah. Can be okay. It can be short and sweet. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and talking to you, you guys said. Yeah, whatever you want to say. Yeah, our connection or our interactions. Okay. Would saying, and I'd be lying if I said that I haven't caught feelings. Mm, you could do would that. Would that be, sure. is that good? Yeah, if that's how you feel, I'm fine with that. And then you could say, that being said, I have really no idea, you know, if, if you're even, you know, who you date or if you're even interested in men mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. And I have no expectations. Okay. And I have, yeah, I have no expectations, but I just, I wanted to put myself out there and yeah. simply just kind of check in. Right. I hope that, you know, and you can kind of finish it how you want. And I appreciate, okay. I appreciate our friendship yeah. either way. Yeah. You know? I wanted to be respectful okay. and just yeah. be direct and, and come out and ask you. Yeah. Okay. That being said, I really have no idea if you're interested in guys at all. I thought it'd be more, it'd be more mature to just ask, just ask you directly um and regardless just, um you know i th I, I really value our and regardless of how you feel yeah i value our friendship there you go okay i'm just gonna read it one more time before yep. i send it just to make sure there's no grammar issues because if he's not interested at least my grammar is right there you go all right so <laughs> you hey are blank, this is a bit of an odd question but i've been thinking about it a lot and i would just like some clarity i've really enjoyed getting to know you and i'd be lying if i said that i haven't caught some feelings that being said i really have no idea if you're interested in guys at all i thought it'd be more mature just to ask you directly i have no expectations and regardless of how you feel i value i value our friendship mm. i hope to hear from you perfect right. send right. it send it okay we're wow. sending it oh that's, 
Let's see that it's blue. Let's see the blue. There we go. Yes. Right, there we go. Congratulations. That's huge. I'm going to die. Oh, wow. You that's are excited. You are not going to die. You did a great thing. Go oh, my God. Buy your, you know, do, treat yourself today. Okay. okay. I'm whatever you do, whatever you do to treat yourself. All right. And we're back. All right. So we had you send a text, correct? Yes. Can you read that text back to us? Yeah. So the text was, hey, Blank, this is a bit of an odd question, but I've been thinking about it a lot and I would just like some clarity. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and I'd be, I'd be lying if I said that I haven't caught some feelings. That being said, I really have no idea if you're interested in guys at all. I thought I'd be more mature just to ask you directly. I have no expectations. And regardless of how you feel, I value our friendship and I hope to hear from you. Well, what a nice little message we crafted together. I know. Like, really, yeah, honestly, yeah. that message, I was like, chef's uh, kiss. Like, how, my friends were like, that was a good message. How so did thank you, you for helping me. Yeah, well, no problem. How did you feel after you sent it? And how long did it take for him to reply? It took exactly one day. One like day. Like 24 hours. Okay. All right. And what were you doing yeah. in those 24 hours? Honestly, so as soon as I sent it, I had to start getting ready for work and everything. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to drive myself crazy like seeing if he like answered. So I'm just going to put his notifications on do not disturb that way. I'm like not tempted to look, look at my phone all the time. And so I was like, you know, it's a busy, it's a busy news day anyway. So like, I'll be distracted. I won't really have time to think about it. Yeah. So I went to work as usual. Um, it was a busy day, so I wasn't really thinking about it as much. I was kind of thinking about it, wondering if we answered, but I was, I was just like, you know, let me just work today. And then we'll check it like later. Um, when I got out of work around like midnight, um, I saw like he still hadn't responded. And he, I think he works like the same shift as me. So I was like, he probably is also busy. So it's fine. And also I was explaining it to my friends and they were like, yeah, it'd probably take him a little bit to kind of respond to a text message that heavy. I was like, yeah. Um, so the next day, um, I still hadn't gotten a message from him in the morning. So I just was doing my errands. And I remember I was cleaning my car and I was actually on FaceTime with my friend, kind of telling her like what happened. And then um, it was funny because my car was on and my phone was connected to my car. So he texted me. And so my car thought I was driving. So it immediately responded saying, Sorry, I'm driving at the moment. I can check this when I get to wherever I'm going, <laughs> which <laughs> that, I think is like the most. It's amazing. <laughs> no, literally the most aggressive text automatic reply ever. <laughs> so I saw after I was done cleaning my car, I was like, oh, my gosh, wait, you responded. And I'll read you the text message. Okay. It was actually a very, very good response. Um, so here it goes. He said. Hey man, exclamation point. I actually really appreciate the honesty and clarity. I know it's not easy, but you are right. I don't like guys. I totally understand where you're coming from. And I don't think this changes much between us. I still have lots of love and respect for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally like, well, listen, listen, I think that the best case scenario was he was like, I like you too. Awesome. Yeah, the best case scenario is like, Hey, where can we meet up? Let's get naked. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. But best case scenario could have been like, I reciprocate the feelings. Um, but I feel like if he didn't, if he like, since he is like, is not gay, I feel like this was like the best response. I yeah. was kind of nervous that he was going to be kind of like mean. And well, there was no reason for it. him to be mean, especially after our masterful text message, because, yeah. you know, it wasn't, we didn't put him on the, on the spot. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, hey, all you really did is flatter him. 
with a compliment. That's true. And I was actually really happy with that response. I just like loved it. And then I told him, I was like, I really appreciate you giving me some clarity and closure. And just like, I'm glad this doesn't change anything because I really enjoy our friendship. Yeah. And unless he was like some homophobic guy who got super aggro with the even mention of the curiosity that he might be into men, but he must know, obviously you're gay and he was spending a lot of time with you. So clearly it was always going to be possible for you to be attracted to him. And unless you guys, you know, talked about each other's sexuality, it was always going to, you know, be possible. So thankfully he is, sounds like a mature, nice guy. And so, yeah, now now you know. But my my big question to you is, do you really think that nothing's going to change? I really, listen, I've been listening to your podcast and I think that, you say that you kind of just have to take people at like their surface value. Like if they say something, you kind of just have to take them at their word. So if he says that he's not, I'm just going to choose to take him at his word. Okay. And, you know, you know, there's nothing I can do at this point. Um, like the ball is in his court, whether or not he wants to but do anything I, with that. I guess a more question for you in the sense that like mm-hmm. when you first called, there was a lot of confusion at times with his interactions. But yes, you liked him, you know, so just like when anyone likes someone, there's you, you care more, you know? And so when you're like, oh, I want them to reach out and I want them to ask him how, how I'm doing and I want them to like text me and I want them to like see if he wants to, that they want them to take me out or yada, yada. Now that you know that this friendship is just that a friendship and that mm-hmm. the whole mysterious, mi- mis- the, all the mystery around like, is he flirting with me or not? Do you, are, do you think, are you happier in a sense? Because now, you know, like, how old are you again? 24. 24. Okay. Yeah. But even at 24, I wasn't like, why aren't my buddies texting me back? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it it changes. Do you think it changes that, that dynamic in in a good way, I guess is what I'm asking. Well, the thing is like, it's funny. Like after he responded, I was like I felt fine. I wasn't like sad or anything like that. I will say that I I told myself like I'm like kind of like on the high of like I have my answer. I'm good. But I was like at one at some point I'm probably gonna feel like a little sad. Um, and so eventually I did kind of get like a little sad about it. And I did find myself being like, oh, like I'm I posted something on my Instagram story, and I was like, I wonder if he's gonna look at it. I'm like, it doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah, like exactly. I can't yeah, like that that shit. You gotta get you gotta cut that shit out. Yeah, exactly. And now I'm happy to say that, like, now I have posted things and stuff like that. And I don't even like look to see who watched it, because, again, the only reason why I was like ever really ever looking to see if anyone watched it was to see if he watched it. And it was funny because he did post something like yesterday, like a picture. I guess he's like back at home and he posted something that looked like it was something that reminded me of home. And I feel I feel like before I would have like slid up on it and been like, oh, my God. And like that would have been an interaction. I would have been so excited. But I kind of like took like an extra like three seconds, like looking at it. And I was like, should I say something? And I was like, what are my intentions behind it? Like, am I trying to, am I going to slide up because I genuinely just interested in the post? Like want to say something and have something to say, or am I just trying to get my fix of trying to get his attention? Yeah. And I realized that I was really just kind of craving the attention because again, nothing else going on. (laughs) Um, And I was like, that's not a good reason to slide up. So I just kept on going and 
just kind of left it at that. I've really, I'm proud of myself for kind of just trying to being strict on myself on making sure I'm not like moving backwards, just moving forward with my life. All right, man. Well, happy to hear. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, progress. This is all good news. Yeah. Not, not the no, greatest yes. of news, but yeah, I think that's the, the big thing going forward for you is just kind of like catching yourself in those little moments of why, you know, what are my intentions here? Because yeah, that will just save you a lot of, it will save a lot of energy, you know, because you obviously spent a lot of energy in the past wondering about this guy and now you don't have to wonder. So, so don't create situations just for the sake of it that make you wonder he's your, he's your pal. No, exactly. Well, cause the other thing too was before that post, a couple of days after I sent the text message, I was like just relaxing at home. And I remember like, I just like went to bed early. I went to bed at like nine o'clock that night. But then the next morning I woke up and I had a text message from him at like 1230, like midnight. And he was asking like randomly, he was like, like, have you heard from our waitress friend, the waitress from the night we went out? And at my first instinct was to like be like, why is he texting me at midnight and about this random thing? But then I was just like, you know what? Again, I can't keep going in circles, thinking about like reasons on why he's reaching out to me. He was probably just genuinely curious on how she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. I was just like, I just answered the question and left at that. So All right. we're, we're doing good. And also I think the timing of everything, like I think because it's the end of the year, um, yesterday I was talking to my friend and she was like, we should like write down like a list and of things we're going to leave in 2023. And I was like, you know, what? we're going to leave like putting all of our energy in boys in 2023. We're going to 2024. We're going to like focus on career, focus on like hobbies and all this stuff. Cause again, like my contract at my job ends in like five months. And I'm like, I have to focus on a bunch of different things instead of putting all my energy in like a boy amazing yeah, yeah just let let boys so if y'all hiring let me know nick okay all right <laughs> all right buddy uh charlie thanks so much for calling happy holidays happy new year good luck in the new year and uh we appreciate the update thank you so much nick happy new year and merry christmas you as well take care all you shoppers out there, if you are tired of going to all the stores and seeing, you know, a lack of creativity, a lack of uniqueness, well, you got to check out Quince. Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. That's right. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. And we love that for sure. So I got a workout set from Quince and I feel like everyone in the gym was noticing how cute it was. It was like this dark blue color with like a tank top and then biker shorts on the bottom. So they match together and it's super soft. But I think oftentimes when you work out, you're afraid like, oh, how high quality is it? Because you don't want it to slip. You want it to stay put and be very supportive. And 10 out of 10. Upgrade your closet with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash V-I-A-L-L for free shipping. And 365 day returns on your order. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash V-I-A-L-L to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash V-I-A-L-L. Drizzly, the number one way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery to your doorstep when you need it. We love 
Drizzly. I mean, it makes life easier, and that's what we love here at the Vile Files. It doesn't matter what the use case is, Drizzly is helping everyone, especially. They know they helped a lot of people uh, this holiday season. As the holiday parties continue, do not forget to utilize Drizzly because they can bring the beer, wine, and spirits to your door and let the party keep going. Drizzly has such a great selection. They certainly have your classics like Bullet Bourbon, Don Julio, Respirado, Kettle One, and so much more. Might I also recommend, it's a holiday season, a lot of times you might be staying at other people's homes. What an amazing housewarming present as well. I recently was staying with someone and wanted to give them a bottle of champagne, but didn't have room in my suitcase. And my friend just suggested, why don't you drizzly it to their apartment? So as I was unpacking, it came to the door and I pretended like I had it with me all along. There you go. Download the Drizzly app today or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. Must be 21 years or older, not available at all locations. It's the go-to app for alcohol delivery. Again, download the Drizzly app today or go to drizzly.com. All right, so we have another written update from our caller, Aaron. You might remember Aaron because the tagline was, I had a threesome and everyone caught feelings. <laughs> yeah, I remember. How long ago was yeah. that? What episode was that? It was originally on episode 640, and then Aaron joined us for an update classic, which was episode 646. We wanted to know how everything had gone with Nat and Rory and kind of figure out how their, how their vibes and dynamics were. Let's play a quick clip. And she wrote in because she was in a threesome where everyone caught feelings. Ah, oh, yes. Remember, she, oh, yes. her friend caught feelings for her again. She was, she had she feelings. Knew, like she was, she, she dated more women than men, but she was. The friend. Her too, I thought, right? Did she, she was say she like, dated more women? I, I she was definitely like, bi. Yeah, I, I, I felt like she leaned more toward, like, I felt like this guy was an outlier. I, I, I think the guy right? was an outlier for the friend, but they were just fuck buddies. Yes, okay. I think that was the friend. Uh, I also Rory. remember yes. that and Nat. the guy, she'd, the like caller had seen him outside of the threesome and hadn't told the friend yeah, about she it. Hadn't that told was like Nat a big part of the like, she'd hung out yeah, they were, mm-hmm, yeah, they started fucking on the side. She says, I did end up having that tough conversation with Nat, my friend, and we are moving past it with a bit more boundaries in our friendship. We are still very close. I also brought up the topic of my directness or lack thereof to my therapist, and we are working on it. She made a good point of me having a fear of male rejection, which resonates and feels like a tangible thing I can heal, let go of. I'm grateful to Nick that he pointed that out because my lack of directness bleeds a lot into my life, not just romantic Wait, what dynamics. what did I point out? The, she, she, the fear of rejection. And that she's not very direct. Like she in oh, her yeah, mind, yeah, it was yeah, clear no. to her that she had feelings for Rory. And you were like, it's not clear at all. I'm sure he's very confused. You're not being you're not being very direct. Oh, uh, I see. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But she said, I never came clean to Rory about my crush. He never really came around with any effort. And I don't know when I thought about it, I realized that I was briefly dickmatized and <laughs> telling myself a story of what he could be rather than taking him for what he showed me he is. Maybe if we connect again, I'll come clean about the potential I thought I saw. Honestly, I was kind of just waiting to listen back for it, for how Nick worded it so that she could tell him through our words. Yeah. Girl. Episode 640. She says now eight years single. I think she's chickening out. I do. I think she's making excuses. Well, she said. But what if she realized she was digmatized and she actually doesn't want to pursue something with Rory? That would have been fine until she immediately followed it up with, but if we hook up again, maybe I'll tell him. Mm. But she does say, like, I got back in my lane and stopped focusing on the boy drama, which kind of is a like, I don't know, as a way of phrasing it makes it seem like it's not super impactful. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is her guy. And my insistence on her 
saying it is more like an exercise for her yeah, rather like a than lesson. yeah just yeah. like get good at just being honest with people about your feelings especially the people you're getting naked with you know it's good practice to be open with those people about how you're feeling however it is you're feeling especially if now she's like i don't really know if i even want things to go that way with him then there's like no stakes to just be like i kind of had feelings for you I don't know if I do anymore. My gut tells me the I don't know if I do anymore is um, her trying to read the situation. She pointed out that he he's not doing the things, you know, that, you know, he's not the, the if he wanted to, he would type of things that make it obvious. He's not that, our podcaster. Yeah. He's not going out of his way. And so she is using that to, you know, so now she's just like anticipating the potential rejection. And so she's backed off as a result of that. And she might be reading the situation correctly, but the point is she doesn't really know. And as someone who's acknowledged and admitted this uh, habit of avoiding, you know, upfront communication and just being direct and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable at the risk of being rejected, this seems awfully too similar to this pattern. You know, we're very convincing liars to ourselves. That's Amanda and I were talking about this after we were recapping episodes one through four of Love is Blind. Like what I love so much about you know, Love is Blind in general, and specifically this season, is like it really shows the subtleties between people's versions of their stories. And when I say no, no one lies to us, more than we lie to ourselves, you have a bunch of people in Love is Blind like telling these little slight lies to what really truly themselves, you know, they're communicating to their castmates and things like that about like, well, I didn't really want them, you know, or they didn't really want, you know, it's like we, we like to ease the blow of us feeling rejected or, or, or when we feel not enough. And my gut tells me is that there's still something there. You know, if she can say, well, maybe if we hook up in the future, maybe I'll tell them about a potential class tells me there's still something there. And, and even that something there is to simply say, hey, this is not transactional for me. This is not like us just fucking when we're horny. Like I feel some kind of connection. Don't know what the connection is, but like, I just want to be upfront about that with you. And that's like healthy communication. And I think our wonderful uh, writer in her is, you know, might be talking herself out of healthy communication, of which she has a pattern of. And we're very clever liars to ourselves is all I'm saying. So something to consider if you're listening, there is no harm in just putting it out there other than, yes, you know, a little disappointment potentially. I feel like we have a pretty good track record of challenging people. And we have many people like this. They generally always feel better afterwards and it's never usually as hard as they anticipated when was the last time we've challenged someone to speak up and say something they're like never fucking again and i think that's because people know that you know you do challenge people or like feel comfortable not sugarcoating things like i think oftentimes people like kind of seek that out when they call in like they already have that inclination yeah. of knowing that they want to be held accountable to do something that's a little more brave or direct or communicative yeah, yeah i don't so really care about this guy i just care about her ability to feel empowered to communicate yeah. how she feels and not kind of Jedi mind trick herself into why this, uh, you know what I will next time or, you know, Oh, this isn't the right time to be communicative or it doesn't, I don't really need to right now. Cause that's, that's her bad habit. She's very good at convincing herself that it's not necessary that help like that direct communication isn't necessary. And she's very good at doing that. And she's my, my, my guess is she's doing it here a little bit. Totally. So if you're listening, there's still time. Or if it's fizzled out, let it fizzle out for good. Yeah. Don't fuck again. But if you do. Gotta say something. Gotta say something. So 
Aaron says, yes, I am dating someone I'm really excited about now. I've tried to be really direct and not play games with her, and it's going so well. Our first date was in August, and it took me six dates before I finally kissed her, which was crazy. She's 23 and I'm 29, so I'm slightly concerned about that, but mostly just trying to think of how I should ask her to be my girlfriend. Weird, her sister also dated that man from the threesome, and I've heard he's getting a dose of unrequited love from someone overly casual, so Wait, hold I on, hope hold on. it The girl works. she's dating... Her sister. Her sister hooked up with the guy she had a threesome with. Yes. And if my memory serves, she had also hooked up with this guy outside of the threesome. I believe so, yeah, because I don't think Nat knew that Aaron and Rory had kind of had more interactions outside of it. So she dated, okay, interesting. And then she says, uh, I've heard he's getting a dose of unrequited love from someone overly casual. What's that so, mean? Like he's, he has a fuck buddy. Yeah, but maybe he wants more. He's not getting what he what's wants, which is kind of, I feel like how what's that, Aaron What's felt. that word mean? Unrequited means it's not coming back the other way. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so Aaron says, but maybe it's his own medicine. So Based off, what does she mean by that? Because I think that's how she felt with Rory, the unrequited love. So it's like, I hope it works out, but might be a bit of karma. So she liked Rory and Rory didn't like mm -hmm. her. Is that right? Or maybe he just wanted something more casual or didn't want to pursue. But now yeah. she's dating a woman. Yes. And it seems like it's going well. What happened she's to wondering the, how to ask her to be the girlfriend. What happened to the other girl? To Nat? Yeah. Uh, Nat was not part of... I. She's just dead. Not, not in the update. Not in the she's update. not with us anymore. Um, all right. So Any advice of how to ask someone to be your girlfriend? Do you want to be my girlfriend? I think okay. she's paying too much attention to Rory still. I agree. I wish Rory hadn't been a part of this update. I wish it would have just been focused on her current relationship. And how did she find out? Do we know how she found out that her new love interest's sister hooked up with Rory? Rory? Well, Roy? my guess is she heard it through her soon-to-be girlfriend's sister, like the update of Rory and that he's having this unrequited love and isn't too happy. Does her new girlfriend know about this? The sister might be keeping tabs as well. Does the new love interest girl know about this? We should ask. Yeah, it's uh, hardest. I, I think she should tell her. About the threesome? Yes. Well, I mean, it, it's, I don't, the fact, okay, so first of all, she knows our caller. So how did she find out? Which means, like, Clearly, I don't know, she's very, she's tapped in, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, so how did she find out about this sister, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's close to home. So it's likely that she could find out regardless. And the more close to home it is, if I'm making any sense, the bigger it feels like you, it, she was keeping it from her, so to speak. It's one thing to be like, you know, it's not like, I don't think when you start dating someone, you have to go through your whole like roster and be like, well, just, you know, I dated this person. I dated this person. We hooked up with this person. And they went to third base with this person. I don't think you need to do that. But every once in a while, Natalie and I will walk into a room and it's kind of like an understanding. Like if, if she has to interact with someone, you know, where like I have a pass with that person, I like to, or vice versa, I like, we like to give each other a heads up because it kind of feels foolish to interact with someone that has a past, whether it's meaningful or not, you know, and by meaningful, I mean like, you know, it's, I, it, you know what I'm saying? It just, it's kind of weird. 
I also, we don't know if she hasn't already because how she started this update was I've tried to be really direct and not play games with her and it's going so well. So maybe the maybe, two of them have knows, had really yeah. honest and open conversation. Yeah, maybe she knows. Maybe she knows. Okay. Uh, as far as, I don't know, <laughs> ask her, listen, like, uh, I really like you. I've really been excited about getting to know you. I'd love to keep doing that. I'm not seeing anyone else. You're not seeing anyone else. Uh, I'd like to, you know, put a label on it or whatever. Just, you know, just. I, I think it's more rather than saying a label, I think you go that far where you say, I like you. I don't want to date anyone else. You know, I'm really excited where this could go. And then and if they say me, too, then you could say, well, I'd love to be able to call you my girlfriend. You know, something like that. And then if they say, well, I'm not big on labels, red flag. But yeah, I'll just do that. All right. Well, good luck. Simple. Thanks for the update. It's time for our next caller. Welcome back, Morgan. Hi. How's it going? Good. How about you? We're doing honestly better than I was the last time we okay. spoke. Okay. Well, last time. That. Well, that's good to hear. Last time we we spoke, you called in and you were had just recently broken up with your partner, your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Was it boyfriend, right? Not fiance? Uh, fiance at the time. It was fiance at the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you had some regrets. And really, at the time, you were calling in, kind of seeing how maybe you could salvage or f- fix the relationship and things like mm-hmm. that. Would that be accurate? Yes. Okay. The more we spoke, the more it, it seemed like I, I, I became more and more confused as to why you wanted to fight for the relationship because you described him as selfish to a fault, I think was, you know, a Mm -hmm. a phrase that you used, but yeah, it just seemed like the more we spoke, the less happier you seemed about the relationship. And so I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong at any point here. You're uh, on, you're good so far. But, uh, the more we spoke, the more it seemed like you were just kind of having, I don't know, maybe seller's remorse, if you will. You know, <laughs> like you had the relationship ended, but, you know, as one does with relationships, you started probably reminiscing about the past, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We're afraid about maybe, you know, what if what did I do? Did I do something wrong? Let's actually play a quick clip uh, to remind our audience, for those people who didn't get to listen uh, to Morgan's first call, just to bring everyone up to speed. My name is Morgan. I'm 28 and I broke off my engagement to my fiance and I want to try to work things out. Okay. Does he know that? Yes. He does. Uh, what, yes. Was, what was his response? It was a mixed bag of, I don't know and I don't think I can do that right now. That was about two weeks ago. Okay. How, uh, how long are you dating for? How long were you engaged for? We were just shy of six years dating, and within that six years, two of those, the last couple of months were the engagement process. And how did the engagement come to be? Mm -hmm. Um, I was not surprised. Basically, the week before, and even some weeks and months before, I'd been expressing like, hey, you know, we've been together this long. I feel like we're in a place where we can do this. I don't understand what the holdup is or if there is a holdup of some kind. Um, but so basically I was just trying to gauge like, is this even part of your plan? Um, and so I put him kind of on the spot about the week before. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on with you, but you need to figure something out fast or else I'm gone. After he proposed, after I said yes, 
Um, everybody was up in arms about like planning. And then he started talking about like, I really want to get married in like a year from now. And I just said, whoa, hold on. I wanted to know that this was where you were, not necessarily that we had to get married right away, but I also wanted to be able to have like time to work through things, get my money together to be able to pay for everything. And I also wanted us to just make sure that like personally and together that we were in a good place because we had just had a big blow up like the week before. After I said, let's hold hold up, he said, it's fine. And then eventually like communication that was typical, like the regular phone calls, text messages, whatever we do just stopped completely. Um, I would get little stuff here and there throughout the day, maybe once or twice when it would typically be significantly more. And that went on for about three weeks. Like he didn't say anything when he like stepped back. He just stepped back. And then after that, he kind of came back around and I brought that up to him. And I said, hey, like when you do this, when you step away, take space without communicating with me about like what's going on and what you need or like anything, I feel like you're just leaving the relationship because I don't know when you're coming back and you don't want to address it when you do. This was around you being like, I, I'm not ready to get married in a year, essentially, right? Right. Okay. Right. And then after that, he did the same thing for another month. So I, the first time I, the first time that he stepped back, I said, I'm not doing that again. And then he did it again. And I realized that later that reason for him stepping back was completely different from the first time he had a physical health thing going on and some things with his job he wasn't really happy with. Um, and I feel like his mindset was, this is stuff that I'm personally dealing with. I should be able to deal with this myself. I don't want to get anybody else involved with it. Um, and so when he did that, it just kind of was like, well, how can I ask, how can I support you? How can I be here for you? I can't, you know, fix what's going on with you physically and I can't give you a job, but like, what can I do to support you while this stuff kind of gets worked out? And that process went on for about a month of me just like asking. And every time it was, I don't know. Um, that's when I started to feel like really lonely in our relationship where I felt like here I am, I'm getting, I'm representing like us as an engaged couple, but you're not here physically. After a while, I just asked like, do you feel like you even have time for a relationship? Cause I feel like I'm just in it myself. And then he took a second thought about it and said, I don't think I have time for a relationship right now. And then I said, then I can't be here in this capacity. If that's how you feel. Why do you want him back? It was the history and it was like the amount of time that at least I had invested in our relationship. You don't think he's invested anything? I think he invested something. I I wouldn't say it was on a similar level. Um, okay. I'm so like, like fascinated by your relationship. You know, <laughs> it sounds kind of loveless, <laughs> emotional. Um, just how you're describing it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's alarming to hear you say uh, that over the course of six years, you feel like um, you've put in way more than he's put in. And I, I feel like empathizing with each other would go a long way. I'm not, do you, I, I get the sense there's not a lot of that going on. You know, it's a lot of you guys communicating what you guys aren't getting out of this relationship. Yeah. I would say for the empathizing, I could have probably done better about that. I guess I'm also thinking like just historically, 
I don't feel like the same has been done for me. And it's not that I'm doing that. I'm not trying to do it out of like any kind of retaliation towards them or anything like that. But it's just kind of like, I'm telling you what I need. And it seems like you're blatantly disregarding it. There's a lot that we can talk about and kind of the nitty gritty of the relationship. But I think more than anything, we kind of have to look at this relationship from a big picture standpoint. And big picture is Mm -hmm. you've been dating this guy for six years. You get engaged via stress. (laughs) You know, the catalyst for a proposal wasn't based off of like, we're just so in love and we're ready and we're excited about our future together. It was you were feeling a little disconnected. You expressed some expectations. He met those expectations. I hope that he was excited when he did it. And I'm sure he was, you know, like it didn't sound like you forced him to do it. And then he sounded like he got excited. And then because of this communication, it, your, it sounded like your body told you the truth. And the truth is like something felt wrong. You know, why get married if you're not ready to get married in a year? Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're not ready to get married in a year, why is it so important you to get engaged? Well, I mean, I get why you wanted some security. You felt, you know, but instead of getting engaged, maybe you just needed to get more connected. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys weren't connected when you got engaged. And therefore, there was a disconnect in expectations of when you got married. You expressed those, that disconnect. He felt, per, it, it was personal to him. It felt like you just fucking made me getting, like I had, I, I just proposed. And now like, you don't want to marry me. I'm so confused and frustrated, you know, but that's just a product of you guys not being connected. And again, back to like how, you know, when I ask you to describe how this relationship has made you feel, it's not super positive words, you know, like I'm sure he's a great guy and you love him, but. At the end of the day, you don't feel like he's doing his part. If you want to work it out with him, you need to try to empathize with him. You need to lead with love and communicate first how you feel about him. Why do you want to be in this relationship? I love you because of this. This is, you know, you express positive things that you see in him, reasons you believe in him, why you think he's a good enough man for you to spend the rest of your life with. And then you maybe you can communicate like things that you would like the relationship to work on. Ways that you maybe you fell short, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe writing in a letter. I know I say that a lot, but I think it helps put people's, you know, put your your thoughts together. You can kind of look at it. But in the time being, you might have these conversations with yourself and realize, I don't know, like I maybe I want to get back in this relationship for all the wrong reasons. Because you don't, you don't yeah. sound like you were all that happy. I guess is my point in that relationship. <laughs> I don't, I don't get the sense that you're actually wanting to get back together with this guy. You're, you're responding out of fear. I'm getting a sense that maybe you need to, need to take a step back, accept that maybe this relationship isn't your future. I don't know if it is, but I think you just mm-hmm. accepting the possibility that it isn't will take a lot of stress off your shoulders. And maybe this yeah. is just, um, it's time to move on, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so in your words, Morgan, what was the advice that uh, I gave you and how did you receive that advice and where are we now? Okay. So the biggest piece of advice at the end of everything that you gave was to give space really for both him and for me Okay. Um, to really like allow some space for me to like truly think about everything, reflect on everything and probably for him to continue to to do the same. I don't remember exactly when we spoke, but I want to say at some point in the maybe two to three weeks after, I think I started like getting my feelings 
I reached out just to check and see if like he was like doing okay. Mm-hmm. Like if any of the issues he was having, like with his job and with his health, like were any of those resolved? I wasn't necessarily expecting anything. Maybe unconsciously there was like a hope of some kind. Um, but overall in my head, my gut was probably saying, no, nah, don't, don't even put that out there. And then maybe a few weeks after that, I wasn't doing anything. I didn't say anything. I Removed him from all my socials because, of course, algorithms, algorithm all the time. So the first thing that I would see if somebody was to comment or share something, it would probably be his. And I didn't really want to see that on my page. Um, I also kind of have been thinking about like advice that you've given to other people, um, just like allowing them not to have access to you. And that was a way that I felt like I could do that. For sure. Um, I remember I asked you, what do I do with like pictures and things like that? They're gone deleted removed good for you um yeah um but going back to a few weeks ago i actually got a text message from him i deleted his number but i memorized his number just because i've known it for so long so i knew it was him it was kind of unexpected because i was actually in the middle of something like work related so kind of the last thing that i thought i would get um he had noticed that i removed him from my socials um and basically was like so do we even need to talk later on, probably around this time, um, about anything? Since you've removed me from all your socials, it doesn't really seem like you want to talk. And I said, I only want to have a conversation with somebody who's willing and wanting to have a conversation with me. Um, yeah, I mean, that him saying that is such a bullshit thing to say. It's, <laughs> you know, you, right. you got under his skin, you, you made a move, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, that he had no say or control over. Mm-hmm. He found out about that move, bothered him, and that was his way of trying to make you feel bad about not considering his feelings, even though you're not in a relationship with anymore. Right. Um, then that's how I was looking at it, too. I was like, I mean, I removed you because there's no reason for me to have you on there right now. So what's the yeah. <laughs> what's the point? Um and then he said, we can talk. He didn't say, yes, I would like to talk. No, I, would, I wouldn't like to talk. He said, we can talk, but it will just be a conversation. And he knows what the conversation was supposed to be about. So for him to, in that way, pull a power move, I was just kind of like, well, if that's all you're willing to do, I feel like I've done enough of that. And we can just like move on from here. It doesn't have to be anything like more than what it was. We can literally just more or less let it go. Yeah. Um, and you do whatever you want to do. I do whatever I'm trying to do. And whatever you choose to do, I hope you're happy with that. Um, and then he apologized for and I'm wasting my time and not being the person that I needed in a partner, which I felt like was kind of weird. So I was like, so he was you just knew doing, this. He was doing that for pity. And I was like, okay. So I was like, me too. I mean, I tried the best that I could, but everything that I was communicating just didn't really seem like you wanted to do that or didn't care enough to do it. Eventually I got tired of texting and I started like leaving voice notes because texting long things like that is really annoying. And he likes to hide behind text messages. So I was like, okay. But in that voice note, I just kind of like outlined some behaviors that over the years at the time, like i thought I was overlooking and maybe it was like more so like pent up resentment, like things that were hurtful and things that really bothered me. Um, 
and things that I needed from him that I wasn't getting that he was willingly choosing not to give, but would still say, hey, okay, I'm going to do this or hey, I want to be there. And I would think, well, if you want to be here and you want to do this, you would do these things and you're not. After a while, I just left it. And then the next day, um, I got another message. I did nothing. Like I said, I've done nothing at this point, but simply do whatever I want to do, which is not really talk to him. And he had said something like, I realize now that what I said when I did said I didn't have time for you, that that's not what I meant to say. And I was like, so what did you mean to say? Because that's what you said. Um, And he said he all he could say was, I don't know, but I know it wasn't that. And I was just like, so it took you two months for you to still come back and tell me that you don't know. And that was really all I need to know. That told me that nothing was really all that different. Yeah, he's negotiating with you. Yeah, I was just like, nothing was really different. Um, One of the things that I've never exactly, I've told him that he should try this one day, which is, of course, go to counseling like on his own because I do it myself and we did it together. Um told me he was not doing that because I felt like he was still flying by the seat of his pants with that response. I'm like, at this point, if you've been trying to work through something, you should know. I would like to think that you would know. After six years, you should know, but you don't Yeah, know. I don't so think I he was, was like, trying. Mm-mm. I think all he was trying to do is negotiate with you. And what I mean yeah. by and and he wasn't willing to change. He wasn't really willing to do anything differently. He was just mm-hmm. trying to get you to do what he wanted. And he was just trying to figure out different ways to say it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because like, right, like it's not that complicated. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, this is what I need, X, Y, or Z. Are you interested in doing it? Yes, no. You know, he was just like, no, you know, but that's not how, (laughs) you know, it's like he, he just wanted you to settle, really. He wanted you to not be frustrated with with what you were frustrated with. Mm -hmm. And he was expecting you to kind of just get over it. Yeah. You know, not happening. I, I had been doing his way for a long time. Yeah. So, and like, this is the guy you described as selfish to a fault. So, you know, yeah. that, that is tracking with, you know, just kind of these little breadcrumby responses, mm-hmm. getting your hopes up, you know, that shitty, like, the, oh, I just want to say, like, I didn't mean <laughs> to say that. And you're like, well, you know, that gives you That's hope. That's what you said. That gives you hope, you know? And you're like, oh, what, oh, maybe he's going to say something that really is going to change everything. And he's like, well, I don't really know, but I didn't mean that. What the fuck? You know? It's like, yeah. What are you supposed to do with that? If you're going to negotiate, at least do it properly. Yeah. That's all so I'm when was the say. last time you spoke with him? Oh, gosh. Hold on. I actually wrote all of this down. Let me look at the dates that I wrote. Um, This was like around mid-November, so a little over a month ago at this point. Okay. And are we done? Yeah. Yeah, we're done. Okay. Because he's probably not going to stop reaching out. Yeah, that's what? true. It, or it might be a while before the next time. I know at some point, Yeah, I hate that I have to deal with this, but, but I have to see don't. him in person at some oh, point next year. Why? But Why do you have to see him in person? Um, so we have a lot, lots of mutual friends. Um, and one of those sets of mutual friends is getting married. And we are when? both in the wedding party for one person. I'm with the bride. He's with the sure. groom. When is that and wedding? I agreed to this before we split. Okay. Before things went way downhill. When's the wedding? April. Okay. April 2024. Got some time. You'll be all right. Yeah. You'll be all right. I think in the meantime, you could block them. 
And again, when that. and then when you do, and he gets inevitably like annoyed or mad about it, you can just say, "Listen, it's no no offense. Literally, I'm not trying, you know." But every time you reached out, it just I needed to move on. It's that simple. And yeah. like we just didn't need to have conversations. You know, it, I I still you know respect you, and I think you're swell and blah blah blah. But you know, that's but like yeah, I think between now and then, you don't need to be reaching out mm-hmm. to him. He don't, you know, yeah. he's going to use this wedding as a way to like reach out to you, like come February, be like, Hey, so I got this wedding coming up and like maybe, you know, this or that. And I, I promise you in the back of his mind, he, he very much is thinking about this wedding as an opportunity to check in with you. Mm-hmm. So you need to do, okay. you know, what you need to do is kind of, I'd love for you to bring a date. <laughs> I would love for me to bring a date. Ah, I have to look around and see. But. Regardless, if you find a date, you know, the good news is just make it about your friend. Get your hair done or something. You know, I'm mean, everyone dates their hair done at a wedding. I'm sure you'll look great, you know, but like, you know, do your, <laughs> spend the next few months like really investing in yourself and show up drop dead gorgeous. And, and if you can get a date, great. If not, no big deal. <laughs> but yeah, these are hard. It's so hard to move on from someone, especially when you had mm-hmm. a very serious relationship and, and you took some major steps and engagement, obviously mm-hmm. you expected to have a life with this person so it can be really yeah. tough so but it seems like you're doing a good job not making it any tougher than it already is or needs to be um yeah and i think the best thing you can do now is really try to stop thinking about it and talking about it with your friends you know mm-hmm. i don't know what how i don't know how much of this you are talking about with your friends but you know everybody knows okay well you need to stop talking about it with your friends they only know so it just keeps your it just that's where you, yeah. it just keeps your energy there. Yeah, I know. You I know. know. I, even as I was doing it, I'm like, I know I'm putting energy where I'm not supposed to. But I did not want even people that we we as a couple at the time were relatively close to. I didn't want them to just like pop up out of nowhere and be like, so when is it? I didn't want any of that. So I said, more or less, it's done. Don't ask about it. Now, you know, it's done. Just don't ask more yeah. or less. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I think it, you'll have your you'll have moments. You know, the holidays mm-hmm. are coming up. Whatever, it's an easy opportunity to feel sad, but like mm-hmm. just do your best to not go down those kind of self pity rabbit holes and be optimistic yeah. about twenty twenty four and all the new exciting beginnings and what what that might bring you, and just be excited about the unknown because the, the unknown can be scary, but also can be exciting. So just keep that. Keep that energy positive. Keep that mentality positive. It, it goes a long way. And, and, you know, the difference between where you're at now, and I've been there, but where you're at now, it could, you know, you could sit in this kind of sadness for a while. You could extend mm-hmm. it if you want. It's not that hard Ooh, to yeah. extend it. You know, you keep talking to friends and you get new friends. And every time mm-hmm. someone gives you an opportunity to talk about, heartbreak or sadness you jump right in and you lead those conversations (laughs) and you reminisce and you you know or you don't block him he reaches out you know and you just you're spending a decent amount of energy thinking about him on some level or or you do the opposite which is you really remove all that access you do block him don't let him trigger you with a unexpected Mm -hmm. text message continue to not talk about with your friends going forward uh, really get into investing in yourself. What, what have I, you know, this relationship took a lot of your energy. So what do you want to do with that new, that 
that free time, you know, so mm-hmm. to speak. All that yeah. energy that went to him, where do you want it to go next? And think a lot about that. Maybe travel a little bit. Maybe, you know, try new things, whatever it is. Date, you know, could go into dating other people, you know. I would like to, you know, maybe divvy that up a little bit. But, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, but think about that and get excited about that. And it'll go a long way. Yeah, we got a couple of things down the pipeline. Like, number one, even though I had already started it, I chose to restart your book. Okay. saw you looking at it a little bit earlier, or maybe it was your copy. I don't know. But I plan to, first of all, read it all the way through now with a new headspace and then, you know, kind of like gather my thoughts that way. My sister and I have got some business ventures that we're trying to build up. So it's awesome. Got a lot of different things in the pipeline. That's great. Well, I, I it's already sounds like things are heading in the right direction. You even said it yourself. You feel better than you did last time. And if you keep doing what you're doing, it'll it'll only get better. Yeah, And eventually you're going to get to a point where you're going to be thankful you didn't end up with them. Because as much as you spent those six years, and I'm sure you had a lot of good memories, you know, it sounds like those last few years were pretty frustrating, you know? Yeah, they were. And a lot of your relationship was built off of potential and hope rather than what you're actually receiving. And eventually you're going to be able to find, you know, someone who's actually willing to do those things for you. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you so much for the update. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Of course. Same to you guys. Thank you for reaching back out. I really appreciate it. I'm glad I was able to share. Uh, We appreciate you taking the time to share with us. All right. right, Take take care, guys. Likewise. All right. Bye-bye. Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. It's truly a magical gift. I know so many of you are listening to the show and you have apps that you're not using. You have money that you're burning. Take out $20 out of your uh, purse or wallet and just light it on fire because that's what you're doing. You might as well. Stop doing that. Let Rocket Money help save you money. Rocket Money has been helping save its members on average $720 a year with over $500 million and canceled subscriptions. They helped me save over $1,000, truly. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate a lower bill for you. By up to 20%, all you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. So whether it's canceling unused subscriptions, helping you negotiate lower bills, or just monitor your spending, you got to use Rocket Buddy. Rocket Buddy is doing such great things with helping people manage their finances. So you got to check out Rocket Buddy. Stop wasting money on things you do not use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's rocketmoney.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Rocketmoney.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Hey, all you problem solvers and puzzle lovers out there. I got a new exciting game for you. It's called Odd Pieces Puzzles. That's right. Uh, Imagine stepping into a world where solving a puzzle is not just a pastime, but a journey of self-discovery and connection. These puzzles aren't just about replicating the expected. They are about creating the unexpected. First, you read a comic, a short comic that introduces you to the world, the characters. Then step two, you build the puzzle. But the puzzle is a bit different from the image you see on the box. So the more pieces you put together, the more you'll find out what happens in the story. So after you complete the puzzle, you open the secret envelope and then you get to see what story the envelope will reveal and you have your big like aha moment. This takes puzzling to the next level. So I took a leap into the world of odd piece puzzles and let me tell you, it's a game changer. I'm all about the unexpected joy it brings. Odd piece puzzles redefines relaxation and quality time. It's not just a puzzle, it's a 
journey that connects you with yourself and those you care about. Ready to add a touch of unpredictability to your downtime? Head over to oddpieces.com slash V-I-A-L-L and treat yourself to an exclusive 15% off with code V-I-A-L-L. Elevate your downtime with surprises that only odd piece puzzles can bring. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. IQ Bar. You know them. You love them. That delicious, great tasting snack that's actually good for you. Whether it's their IQ Bars, their IQ Mix Sticks, their IQ Joe Sticks, it doesn't matter. IQ Bar has a variety of snacks that help keep your energy up all while enjoying a delicious snack to, you know, Get you through your day. The IQ Bars are plant-based protein bars packed with high-quality ingredients for both you and your body and brain. IQ Bars are vegan, gluten-free, and low in both sugar and carbs. It's shocking how good they are considering how healthy they are for you. The IQ Mix is a zero-sugar drink mix that hydrates with electrolytes, improves mood with magnesium, and boosts clarity with the lion's mane adoptogen. And on top of all its benefits, it's also very delicious. Blueberry, pomegranate, blood orange, peach mango, lemon, lime. All delicious flavors. I wasn't a huge protein bar person beforehand because i felt like it was very like concrete chalky not great flavor but the banana nut was so good and that had a little bit of crunch with like that nut in there and so honestly it was like my favorite way to start the day you can also do it with a cup of the iq joe we can last off of iq bar whether it's the bar whether it's the mix whether it's the joe Sign me up. Refuel smarter with IQ Bars Ultimate Sampler Pack. That's seven IQ Bars, four IQ Mix Sticks, and four IQ Joe Sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ Bar products. Plus, get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text FILES, F-I-L-E-S, to 64000. That's FILES to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. So, before our final caller, we have our final... Uh, written update. So this is from Madison. She was our texting office hours caller on episode 629 with Teddy Mellencamp and basically was asking you and Teddy how to address the fact that her friend was kind of being very handsy with her baby, like at parties and every time they were together, she'd take the baby, she'd kiss the baby, you know, and she wasn't really sure how to address it because she's very conflict averse. Um, and Teddy was great with advice, you know, being a mom herself and having other girlfriends who had various levels of, you know, touching and grabbing and all sorts of lovely parenting yeah, no, I things. totally remember. Let's play a quick clip for everybody so they make sure that they uh, are brought up to speed. How can we help Madison? So I have a newborn baby and I am not okay with how my friend is acting around my baby and I don't like conflict. So I'm looking for advice okay. to set some healthy boundaries. What is she doing? I do. Is she just shaking your baby or? <laughs> no, none of that. Okay. Um, so she got really excited when I was pregnant. Um, we weren't super close. We're like friends slash acquaintances. Um, but she dubbed herself auntie right away. And when my baby was born, the first time she met her was at a wedding. And she immediately went to my baby who was in the car seat asleep and unbuckled her and took like picked her up right away without asking me. And continued to like walk around this wedding with her the entire time and like never picked up on cues that I wanted to have the baby back and never shared her with anybody. And then that's happened pretty much every time we've been in a setting with lots of people. I've actually had one time where somebody made a comment like, oh, I'd love to hold your baby later. And she had the baby and she actually just like walked off, like completely heard this, walked off and ignored the request, which was super awkward for me. Sounds like a Lifetime movie. (laughs) So recently um, I was at her house and I had made a comment that my baby was um, teething and her gums were a bit sore. So she just 
walks off with my baby, comes back with a freezy in her mouth without asking me at all, which I don't think is appropriate to put things in a child's mouth when the parent's not okay with this. Um, she's also constantly like kissing my baby, which like one peck or whatever, that's fine, but it's like constant. Yeah. And her dubbing herself onto you and you guys aren't even that close of friends. I was like, bold. I guess my first question is like, why did you go to her house? Um, she had grabbed something for me and I was going to pick it up. Okay. So I think this all, you just said something that struck me. She was doing something for you. So I think that's also where the lines start to get blurred because if somebody does something for you, then all of a sudden they think that they have this level of comfortability with you. That's how people make friends in LA. Yeah. So I'll pick up at the airport. Yeah, I'll do this. I'll do that. You know, I'm one of those no nonsense people, especially when it comes to my kids. I have my friends that I that also have kids around my age that I've known them forever that I'm like, listen, parent my kids the way you would parent yours. I trust you all, you know, 100 percent. We're all on each other's team. But I also have people that are acquaintances that I don't trust that I wouldn't put in that situation. And I would just be straightforward. It's you don't have to have confrontation. But I just say, hey, listen, I think like the relationship that you're building with my baby is making it hard for me at this point in time because this is, you know, my newborn baby. I love them. I want to spend time. And every single time that I'm with you, you kind of overtake the situation. And this is really my first time to do this. And I just want to be able to have that quality time and just saying it. I mean, if she's going to get upset about it, then it's really not about your friendship at all. It's about the relationship she's trying to form with your baby. I also think it's hard, too, because I know in your email you'd said like you've had moments with her where you'll actually like put your arms out as in I would like my daughter back. And she like laughs and doesn't give her back to you, which adds mm -hmm. to a level of I uncomfort. What's your read? What's your gut? Do you feel like there's something kind of toxic or like unhealthy about this or is she just not good at reading the room i think it's yeah it's not reading the room and the social cues and just she it feels like entitlement to do things with my baby that are more like a motherly how old thing. is she 28 okay so does ready. she have kids yeah she does have kids okay is this yeah. your first child mine yeah so i mean i I thought it would have been the opposite. Yeah, like she I, didn't have a kids and now yeah. she's... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that she's trying to do anything that's malicious. She's probably just trying to help. But I think if it's making you uncomfortable, you just have to nip it in the bud right now. I would just say, listen, this is my first baby. I really want to have a bunch of firsts with her. I just need you to respect my space a little bit when it comes to her. Like, if I hand her to you, it's because, you know, I, I want to. But if not, will you just let me have that time with her? It means a lot to me right now. I know that you're a pro at this. Like, almost boost her up. That's good. Yeah. Like, you're a pro at this, but this is my first time and I want to experience these firsts. And you can even make it about yourself. I, you know, I'll say certain things like I... You know, it's, it makes me feel this way. Yeah. It makes me feel that Can way. Can you ask me if you want to hold so-and-so, yeah. your baby? It just makes me feel anxious just in general when anyone grabs her without me knowing what she's doing. And like, can you just, yeah, I think that's great advice from Teddy. Because then, then it's less about her and saying things like, I want to experience the first. It's like, oh, no, I, it, this would be a rule for anybody, not just you. Or yeah. this happens when anybody takes her or if she's out of my sight or anytime someone puts something in her mouth. Like, it's not... It's less personal in that way. But also, like, I mean, if she's holding the baby and you want your baby, you got to it's your baby. So, like, instead of just holding your arms out and hoping she gets the point, you don't think she's someone who's good at reading social cues. I mean, at a minimum, I know you hate confrontation, but you need to just go ahead and ask for your baby. And I know also as a first time, like with when my first, there were moments where people would 
come in and like take over the situation almost as if they could do it better than I could. And you know what? They probably could. But I then would start to feel insecure. Like maybe I'm not as good as this person because they handled the situation so well or whatever it may be. I think also as as new moms and the way that we feel when we have a baby, sometimes we will process things differently. So just I just say, hey, listen, I'm just going through it and I want to I want to experience everything. And it's not about you, but like I'll hand my baby to you if I need help. Also, if you let and, her know yeah. in advance. Yeah. Like, you're, like tell you're working on, hey, we're working with her on blah, some blah, sort blah. of routine. Like, I, don't, I don't Right. Isn't that a thing? I'm leaving we're, my house now. But as a heads up, my baby is sleeping right now and I don't want her waking up. So please yeah. don't. touch. You know, like if you if you give her advance notice and she still does it, then you're in for a bigger conversation. And also you could just say, can you be you know, mindful? Like I just, you know, a lot of germs going around. Can you not? you know, kiss grace on the mouth or whatever, or whatever, you know, you know, things like that. Like you have every right to, it's your kid, you know, and just ask nicely. Or you, you can know. do it almost in a joking way. No mouth kisses, yeah. you know, yeah. like no, 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 no mouth kisses. And then she's not going to feel like she has to like overcompensate. Yeah. There's a way to just sit down with her and kind of like Teddy and we've all said, kind of put it on you like, Hey, you know, as a new mother, I really look forward to this. And Maybe I'm doing it wrong, but I really want to work on this. This made me anxious. And I know it's not you. You're obviously a great mother. Throw her a bone. You're obvious. I've learned a lot from you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. You know, shit like that. I know you're trying to help me, but I, this is very important time for me that I want to focus on. Yeah. And, and, and that if she's offended by that, she'll probably be like, oh, my gosh, I just saw this. Or, and who knows? Sometimes it also can shed a light on the energy that we're giving. I know sometimes people were trying to help me because I honestly looked frantic or I looked stressed or I looked overwhelmed. And so the women in my life would try to step in. And I had to finally put some boundaries down, too, and just say, hey, listen, I'm figuring it out. Sometimes it's going to take me a second longer to change a diaper than you because you've had five kids. Like, I, I just need a second. And they may cry for 10 seconds Why I figure it out, but it's okay. And then you'll start to feel power in using your voice and knowing that what you have to say is worth being heard. And then it won't be such a big deal. My yeah. husband can't wait for this to happen in front of him because he is not afraid to say something. Oh, oh yeah. Well, there we go. Say yeah. something. Let it. him do it. If you really can't do it, And you don't him want do him it. to? Or what, what have you, like... I just, we haven't been in the situation where he has been there but yeah it really bothers him when i come home telling him what happened and yeah he's not afraid to well because he wants you to stand up for yourself which you can yeah you you yeah. can do this i think if you handle it well you'll give us an update and you'll be like you know what i wish i would have done this sooner think of it this way if you handle it this way and clearly you're going to be nice about it because you hate confrontation, so you'll probably apologize five times while setting a boundary. Uh, so try to work on that in general, because I, and we've all been there. I think I, I know I'm someone who comes across as like I don't give a, fu a fuck about confrontation, but like I don't love it. I'm just like willing to do it when necessary, you know, when I need to. But the point is, is like yeah, like you're you're going to be super nice, and if she doesn't handle it the way we all expect, then that's a, a bigger red flag. You will reveal something about her. As someone who like, you know what, maybe I maybe despite being in a small town, I need to separate myself from someone because like all I am asking is that she respects some real basic boundaries when it comes to my newborn child. <laughs> yeah. And she is taking offense to that. And I was super nice about it. So like, ugh, maybe maybe it is necessary. So I think only good things can come from you just very nicely complimenting her and then asking her to just 
you know, follow some very basic rules that like you, like Teddy said, is this something that you're trying out as a mom and things that you're working on and you're, and you're trying some new practices and you're, you're working on things and you appreciate her advice, but at the same time, you know, you're also seeking out opinions about everyone and, you know, you're really enjoying this experience of being a new mom with your daughter and, and you really want to fully enjoy it. And, and you're just asking for her help as we all, people love to think they're very helpful. Clearly this friend thing wants to be helpful. So make her think she's being helpful by respecting your needs as well. It's not going to ruin if, it. If it's, it's ruined, not gonna, if yeah. it's ruined, then th- we've got some additional red flags we need to dig. For That's what I'm into. saying. If yeah. it's if this is ruined, then this is not someone who's like interested in being your friend. They're interested in using you for your kid. Yeah. 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 So let us know. Keep us posted. For sure. So Madison writes, hi, Vile Files crew. I finally have an update for you. For months, I've struggled to tell a friend to stop kissing my baby. A few weeks ago, I was at a girl's night and this friend was also there. Ironically, she told a story about needing to set boundaries with her grandmother about kissing her daughters when they were younger. I added my thoughts and said, yeah, no one should be kissing your kids, especially during cold and flu season. Well, fast forward to this week. We went for a walk and my comment clearly hadn't made an impression. Sure enough, she picked up my daughter and immediately kissed her face. I finally said something. I took your advice and in a super playful way, I said, blank, you can't be kissing babies. She tried to tell me it was just on her cheek and not on her lips, but I stood my ground and said, no, you shouldn't be kissing babies at all. She seemed receptive. In hindsight, I worked up the conversation in my head and it wasn't as bad as I had anticipated. It felt really empowering to finally enforce this boundary. Thank you so much for your advice. Moving forward, I feel more confident that I can have these hard conversations right away and not let it go on far too long. Happy holidays to you all. Amazing. Love. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's, uh, it's wild how unself-aware so many of us are. Um, that's funny. But that, I also, it's funny that it's she... also so true, though. Like, sometimes you just build things up in your head. You're oh, like, totally. this is going to be a huge argument, and they're going to freak out. And then half the time, it's just you, you just make it out to be something it's not. And sure, sometimes people can be very reactive and create a mountain out of a molehill. But well, it's also too sometimes when we uh, when we think it's going to be worse, right? Then then we bring that energy into it. So it sounds like she tried to you know keep it light, you know, keep it like not attacking. I'm like, oh, you can't, can't baby can his babies like that. Oh, it's just on the cheek. I mean, no, but you really can't. And and then and it kind of clicked. Probably it sounds like with this woman. It's supposed to be like, what the fuck are you doing? I, you know, mm-hmm. like, or attack her, be like, you know, why, if you said you would, you you got frustrated at your grandma, but now, you know, like, so sometimes if we work it up in our head, we'll assume conflict. And then, so if we assume conflict, we, we will act as if we were in conflict before we're even in conflict and then attack, ultimately creating the conflict that we were afraid to create. Uh, but yeah, you know, just a, a little, a little bit of communication goes a long way. Love that. And are ho- you going to say something if someone grabs your daughter and tries to kiss her? Yeah. And I won't even be nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Hey, I love that she countered first and she was like, but it's just on the cheek. It's not of on course, the lips. Yeah. That and was, I was her like, being neither. defensive. She knows. She knows. Yeah. Yeah. She knew. Yeah. I'm going to be like, Hey, I don't know where your fucking mouth spin. You know? Keep your dirty little lips off my child. <laughs> not the dirty little lips. <laughs> mm. All right, let's get to our last caller. 
Welcome back, Liz. Good to be back. Uh, so, Liz, this is the second update we've gotten from you. It's been quite a journey. Uh, the first time. I think third. Third. Is it the third? Yeah. Oh, this is the third time we're sp- speaking. Third update. Third update. What was our Fourth second? Fourth time we're speaking. Fourth time we're speaking. Amazing. Yeah. Well, the first time you called in, it was all about you were out there dating and <laughs> I'm being crass, but out Please. there, Liz, giving it up, just going down. Sucking some dick and not feeling like uh, your needs were being reciprocated. Uh, it was a lot of uh, you giving and not receiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people, uh, I think that call resonated with a lot of people. We had a lot of conversations about hookup culture and just, you know, making sure you get yours type of thing. And if you are going to participate in hookup culture, it's, and if you want to be successful in that, it's going to require a lot of upfront communication. Uh, otherwise, you're just inevitably going to be disappointed like you were. And then you gave us some updates. You tried to implement some of the things we talked about, some upfront communication. And it seems like things were taking a positive turn. Yeah. Bring us up to speeding your words, just like the two updates that we had. Okay. The first update, I was implementing what we talked about and have since been doing the same i have not been um going going down so easily or going at at such a quick pace i've been making sure that i get mine too okay. we're just taking things slower great um and then the second update i had started seeing someone uh that had been about a month okay yeah now i'm remembering yeah since then i'm no longer seeing this guy for a pretty strange reason okay. i think i mentioned last time he brought me some soup because I was sick. Okay. I had strep throat. Seeing him for for the next few weeks, discovered like, oh, when I'm not on antibiotics, every few days after I see you, I get strep throat again. I got it three times. So I was essentially like allergic to this guy. He was definitely a strep carrier and he wouldn't take it seriously. I was like, the one thing that you can do if, I, if you want to keep seeing me is go and, and like get tested and take care of this. And he wouldn't really do it. He went to the doctor, but they like wouldn't, they wouldn't really take it seriously either. And so I, I was like, I can't see you. I'm going to keep getting sick. This is insane. I've never how, experienced how do you, anything like it. How did you know it was him? Because it was like clockwork. It was like two days after I would see him every time I would get strep throat. And then I stopped seeing him and I haven't gotten it again. How many times did you get strep throat? Three. Jesus Christ. Three times over six weeks. But he did yeah, go to the ridiculous. doctor? He went to the doctor, but they wouldn't give him a culture. Why they not? only gave him they because only he... gave him a, a rapid test okay. and it was negative. Sure. Because like, if you're a carrier, have... it would be negative. And that is and a thing. He... I am aware of that. That is a thing. Like yeah. you can be a carrier. And then he so... was like, I have he thought <laughs> this is kind of crass too, but he was like, I have this um penis infection. And he thought that it was from that. Why why does he have a penis infection? He's uncircumcised the thing that it's yeah thing that uncircumcised guys can get so he thought that it was from that but then i messaged my doctor and she was like no those are two different kinds of strep so i really think that it was in his mouth and he just wouldn't take it seriously so you were like i'm sorry we can't keep dating yeah what a bizarre thing to happen but i mean that was i think indicative of some other red flags too sure he lived about an hour away so logistically it was kind of tricky and he was between he really wanted to leave his job and transition to another job. And he would say things like, you know, if I found a great job in New York or Oregon, I would go. And I was like, why would you say that? Why are we dating then? 
<laughs> so there were other there were other things and okay. financially he was having a bit of a tough time couldn't pay for my meals we would like split everything which is fine but you know it's a 38 year old man a 38 year old man yeah how old are you 27 yeah he had he he he, he was going nowhere fast exactly but it was fun while it lasted okay and, and, how and i feel a little sorry for his next partner who continues to get strep throat from him what a bummer yeah, well, What'll he's happen? he's he's in the past. We we don't care about him. Anymore. Yeah, uh, how, he's in the past. How's dating been since? It's been going well. Uh, really soon after that happened, um, in fact, so quickly that I gave this guy the strep that I had for the third time. Um, I started seeing someone else, and initially, I, I really only met him because I saw him on Hinge, and I knew who he was because he's pretty successful in his field. I was like, why are you on Hinge? I thought it was a bot. Like a, um, like a public but it figure? Was, it was, what? Like a public figure of some kind? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, Are you still talking? Yes, yeah. That that has been a, a bit of a complicated journey. Why? I have been thinking I would love to get your insight on this. Um, but yeah, initially met just thinking like this would be a cool person to like even have a friendship with, but it went great. And it, it was it went at a pretty quick pace for like three weeks really initiated by him. And by that, I just mean like texting me all day and wanting to see each other every few days. And then he went out of town um, for work stuff for about two weeks. And truly like the second he got on that plane, the communication shifted and I wasn't hearing from him for a few days at a time. And I was like, well, he's on a work trip. That's fine. I haven't experienced this before. Perhaps that's, that's just because he's busy and he's in another country and we have a time difference. Um, so I was like, I'll see what things are like when he gets back. And they were still feeling kind of, um, his, his communication was feeling kind of distant when he got back too. Um, so I asked him about it. I was like, I know that we haven't been texting as much. I would love to pick things back up where we left them, but let me know where your head's at. And he said something like, uh, yeah, to be honest, I'm not super sure where my head's at, but I'd like to keep seeing you too. Are you free this day? So I thought, okay, well, we haven't seen each other in a little while. Let's see how things are in person. Um, so we saw each other pretty normal. Um, but like at the end of the night, he he just dropped me off. And like, that was the end of the night. Like we didn't, we didn't go back to his apartment. He said it was messy. And I was like, that's bullshit. So that was feeling weird. So a few days went by, still kind of distant. And then I, I asked him again. I was like, what, what's going on? Um, and then he hit me finally with the, uh, I think I'm not healed from my last breakup okay and i was like okay drag this out of you yeah and then um and i didn't respond for like a day and so we said are you okay do you want to talk and i said you can call me if you want and then we talked that night for like two hours and then two hours another phone call that week for like three hours what why why then, what did you talk about <laughs> are you a therapist um, a lot of stuff am i a therapist i know it seems that way um well i mean, no, I mean but we, we you, talked pretty equally I guess, about me as well. Okay. I just want you to be careful. Yeah. So advice. I mean, I don't I know. Here's this guy. You've shown more interest in him than he has in you. Only simply on the fact that he went out of town, different country, and you spent time wondering about his frequency interactions with you. Yeah. You know, you followed up with him. So I'm, when I say he's more into you, you're more into him. Than he is to you. I'm basing it off of of that information. You know, things right. can change quickly, whatever. But as of now, yeah. that seems to be the case. And then 
you checked in again. You had you had a date. He's like, you know, um, he thought his place was messy. You thought it was bullshit. Whatever. Maybe you know, yeah. Like, was it bullshit? I don't know. But like, listen, it's okay for a guy to not want to like hook up right away. Totally. You know? Like it's no, we had already hooked up at that point. Sure, but even still, you know, it's like yeah, you know, especially yeah. I think that's respectful. Like for a guy to like, if yeah. I'm unsure about my feelings, then us having sex is not consistent with what I'm saying. You know, yeah, if I, I were, if, if man or woman, if, I, if I'm saying, hey, I'm, I'm unsure about where my head's at, but hey, by the way, do you want to go fuck? That's, you're being kind of a hypocrite. Exactly. You know, and you are leading someone on and you're confusing a situation. So I don't fault him at all for that. So then he tells you, yeah. hey, I'm still not over my ex. And the next thing you tell me is you've had two different long ass conversations. Yes. And you're not going to like what happened after that. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm waiting. But do you see why I find that to be concerning before you even tell me? Because it's like you, you've allowed yourself. I don't even know what the conversations were about, but you've allowed yourself mm -hmm. to kind of get more into friend zone territory. Yeah. Now, yeah. Do you understand that, why? Well I, well, I agree. Because at that point, I was like, well, we're not dating anymore. You just told me that you don't want to date anymore. Yeah. You're like, hey, I mean, I'm, I'm fucked up. I'm already thinking about another girl. And you're like, do you want to talk about it? Basically, you know, the correct, yeah. res the correct response would have been, oh, thank you so much for being honest with me. Re breakups can be really hard. I've been there. I totally get it. But like, listen, like if you ever work through that, you know, um, and I'm still single, you know, hit me up, you know, right. kind of very chill, very like, you know, I don't got time for that without, without sounding bitchy or like crass yeah. or like, you know, you're just more like, oh yeah, you empathize and you, yeah. you know, you move on, but no, you, you're like, let's talk. Let's, 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 let me become your therapist. And I know now Listen, with most people I would have, I'm just so fascinated by him as a person and he's really and that's easy fine to talk and maybe to. and maybe he becomes a good friend but as far as a romantic yeah. interest you, you weren't doing things to help you close the deal so to speak i agree okay so yeah, what else i happened? assume that the deal wasn't closed and the second conversation was much more like an exit interview for me like i was <laughs> like i've never yeah i've never like asked someone that i've dated you know x y and z questions and i would love to get this feedback okay. so that was very helpful What'd you ask? Um, I asked things like, did you see any uh, red flags or like have any icks? But also like, you know, when this thing happened, um, like where was that coming from? Like things that I hadn't hadn't asked him at the time that I had kind of like percolated on a lot of things that were like retrospective, you know, just reflecting on patterns that that I've had um, and wondering if he had any insight into that, because I feel like. I always get to the point of of being in an exclusive relationship. Like I've had one boyfriend, but I've gone to this point like several times and that's a pattern. So I talk about this in therapy, but the feedback that I seem to keep getting is like, it, it's kind of just the guys that you're picking. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. What did Which he is a say? pattern for me as well. What did the guy say? What do you ask him? When I asked him, that's what he said. The guy... He said what? He said, "I this sounds like it's just a result of the men that you're dating. So the guy you were dating and your exit interview was giving you like relationship advice. I asked for it, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Stop asking guys you're dating for relationship advice. 
Well, it was an exit interview. I uh, guess, but like, it's just one fucking guy you don't really know that well. And what gave him the qualifications to... Well, who better to speak to that than someone who's actually dated me? Because I wanted to hear, like, is there anything... Is, was there anything in me that you noticed that you think contributes to this? Because I can, you know, do the work within myself and go to therapy and, and you really get insight from other people, but I've never you... asked anyone whom I've dated. I guess. I think it's... A, I think He's it's... very, very honest. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So I was like, you're not going to lie. Yeah, but he also is just one man's opinion. Of one, I agree. Uh, yeah, of you're, course. You were emotionally Of course. Invested. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not taking his word as God. Yeah, okay. Definitely not. But I'm like, I've never asked anyone that I've dated these questions. So who better to speak to it than someone who's experienced it? Yeah, I think you just need to slow down, honestly, in dating. I mean, I love the updates. Yeah. All, you know, and but our first conversation started with you being a pretty frequent dater and hooking up with these dates pretty quickly yeah. uh that shifted a little bit that resulted into you meeting someone you know you had a bizarre kind of breakup you know strep throat gate <laughs> so weird um strep throat gate and then you found this other guy and yeah i you know i think you you know hey you met someone that was semi-famous you were fascinated by his career that brings a natural chemistry slow down in general when you meet a guy you like you got you got to slow down because i think you start liking these guys too quickly. I agree. Before you really I get excited by someone who's excited by me. Yeah, and we all do. But whether yeah. it's, you know, giving a blowjob or you clearly you you are seeking the approval of these men more than you should. I agree. You know, and I think yeah. the blowjobs played a role in that, you know. It was like, mm -hmm. hey, how'd you like you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you have no problem getting dates. And I think the more you, I really think, you know, we're, we're winding down 2023. I would love for you to take a pause on dating for a moment. Mm -hmm. I don't, not shut it down. You know, if you meet someone, great, you know, but I would, I would take a pause on being so proactive when it comes to dating. Yeah. And I would take this. that energy and, and channel into things more specific to you and your career, your friends and things like that. Just kind of reset a little bit. Not, not, a, yeah. not, not the whole year, but just slow it down. Be more open to the people you do meet. But like this whole like, I think it's I feel like 2023, at least maybe longer. It's been a very proactive attempt on your part to go out, to meet men, to date, to try to find connections. And when one doesn't work out, you're already back out there. I mean, hell, you gave the next guy you dated strep throat. You hadn't even healed, literally, uh, I know. from the guy. You know what I'm saying? So you are... Yeah. That, that, is, that is a pattern. And that is a bit problem yeah, problematic. But it's, that is, I think, playing a role. And yeah. it, you know, it creates a little bit of, there's a little bit of desperation in there. There's a little bit of energy mm -hmm. to that, you know, constantly like, Hey, are what, you know, you're, you're, and again, you're showing interest in, in these guys that haven't really earned it, you know, granted minus this guy who is, you know, a little famous and you, you know, that's exciting. Sure. But, you know, give it some time to breathe, you know, mm -hmm. when you, get excited about a guy just remind yourself as i always say like i have a lot to learn you don't have to shut it down with every other person if you just because you meet someone whatever you need yeah. to do to keep your 
um, mentality is more of a free agent until you're not a free agent. You know, I think you are taking yourself off the market uh, before the, anyone asks you to, so to speak. Yeah. And I totally. think people sense that, you know, you, yes. you, you're like, you caught me before they've even <laughs> had a chance to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so think about that. Yeah. Next time. I get it. I get he was direct. I get he was honest, but you don't need these, these guys' validation and you don't need their approval for guys who don't want to date you and you don't need feedback, especially, you know, you're, you're, you're in therapy. Great. You've mm-hmm. been a frequent caller of this. You know, it's just like other people's opinions of you are none of your business. And it's like the more, you know, data, it's like, oh, I'm just doing it for data. I'm just doing it for research. I'm just <laughs> trying to get honest feedback. It's just like, these are just, these are all a bunch of different guys with a bunch of different preferences. And you're, you're, you're over editing yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So now you're going to go into this next relationship with feedback you got from some other guy who you dated for a couple weeks. It's like, uh, I'm seeing him tonight. Who? This guy. You, why? I know. Yeah. He's taking me to the symphony. So you have a date with him. Yeah, I guess. But that's what I'm saying. What are you saying? That we, that he said, I'm not, um, healed. I'm not, ready to date and then yeah but no, you know i, I get why he, no he we've been having these long phone calls and then sure, and i he, saw him another time in a way he's using you we're doing this he's using you well, i mean not like in some sort of yeah. like evil way but you know when you first met you had a couple dates you hooked up you know it was nice he's like yeah i met this nice girl and you're like hey, i met this guy and then he went out of town and you were like and then you asked for answers you asked for some clarity maybe a little sooner than you should have because like you were getting clarity from a guy you know you were looking to set boundaries and expectations with someone you kind of barely knew. You had a couple good dates. Maybe even on the physical side, slow it down even more. You know? Yeah. There's that. And then you asked for some clarity. He was like, ah, I don't know, blah, 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 girlfriend from the past. Then you got on this phone and you just got into this really kind of like, I think we're just friends now. Talking about exes. You're getting advice from him about other guys. And now he's like, yeah, now that he's, now he feels comfortable asking you out to a symphony or whatever, even hooking up with you. Because at any point when you say, but like, I'm confused. What are we? What's going on? You can be like, he can be like, he can play dumb. He can be like, well, I mean, we're chill, right? Like we're cool. Like we're talking about friends and, and exes. But now he, you know, in the middle of him getting over his ex or finding some other girl, you know, when he wants to go to a symphony, he's like, oh, like, I'm just going to call my ch- very chill friend who's, like, so chill that she'll let me talk about my past relationships, and she tells me about hers, and we're, like, kind of friends with, like, maybe benef- benefits sometime, but it's so chill. He's using you, and you're allowing yeah. yourself to be used, and it's not like you're not getting oh, anything out of it. You're, you're, you know, you're probably looking forward to tonight. It's something to do. He's entertaining. He's fascinating. You get to go to a symphony. It's cool. So it's not like you're, like, some victim in this, but you're potentially wasting your time. Yeah, I know. But. Well, if you're going to go, I mean, I'm not telling you not to go to the symphony, but stop, like, reset expectations or just yeah. change, like, stop having these conversations about friends with them. I don't know. Or be his friend. You have to decide what kind of relationship you want to have with this guy and stop giving him all the power to decide what this relationship is. If, yeah. if you want to be his pal, be his pal. And then you don't, you know, this you, and I asked you, well, what is, is tonight a date? You're like, I don't know. Again, that's you giving him all the power. You are letting him decide whether it's a date or not. And because you've had... I mean, I think it's a date, but... You think. After... What? You think. You don't know. And I don't... I don't... 
from what you've told me, I don't necessarily think it's a date. I think right. it's uh, an outing of two friends. Yeah, you've hooked up and maybe there's a bit of a past, but you've also had a lot of very platonic and friendly conversations that like romantic people who just started dating don't have. And so that's what I'm saying. If it's a date, then you got to treat it like a date and let him know that you think it's a date right. or you're going as friends. You have to stop letting him decide what it is. Yeah. Now, granted, tonight, go on the fucking symphony, whatever. But in the future, mm -hmm. if he's like, yeah. hey, do you want to go out to dinner? And you could say, is this a date or are we just friends? If you just want to yes. be friends with him, be his friend. You don't need to get clarification. But you're, you accepted the symphony as a date, clearly. Seems date-ish. Seems like a date-ish activity. But how did you but... accept it? You know, I, could, you I have, well, how did you accept the date? What I, you know, what I'm saying is you said it seems date-ish, you know? Before I got into yeah. a committed relationship, I had plenty of women friends that I would feel comfortable asking, you know, hey, you want to go to this party with me? You want to go to this wedding with me? You want to go to the symphony with me? And it was never going to be a date. So the fact that you're going to a symphony with a guy doesn't mean it's a date, even though people, it could be a date. But yeah. you, literally, you literally said you had an exit interview with him. You see how you're confusing yourself and <laughs> yeah, anyone certainly. listening? <laughs> certainly. Uh, no, yeah, it's a weird situation. It's not weird. No, it's not weird. You are, you are complicating a situation that doesn't need to be complicated, and you're kind of having fun with it. I mean, you've, you've heard me talk about drama before, and like, I know, you know, and the story. You, you wondering and calling in and talking to friends and like, is this a date? Is it not a date? Is fun on some level for you, even if it's simultaneously yeah. frustrating. It's, it's drama. Yeah. You know, wondering. I think you need to be more intentional with your dating. Yes. I think you need to slow yourself down when you meet someone you like. And you mm -hmm. need to stop letting these guys call all the shots. You know, if, if you don't stop assuming it's, no, you don't, you try. You're, you're, a, you're an adult. You're a very intelligent and capable person. So when this guy asked you, out to a symphony you could have been like you could have asked for clarification right there are you yeah. asking me out as a date or are we going as friends because yeah we've gone back and forth and i just and he could have said oh uh friends at least he would have known but now you're like i think it's a date yeah i could ask him tonight sure you could but i want you in the future to ask when they ask now you're kind of kind of weird oh is this is this a date you know you might as yeah. well just go now and have fun yeah. You know, unless you I mean, want to unless you want to get messy. I don't want to get messy. All right. Well, then I would just go and have fun and see where the night yeah. takes you. Mm -hmm. You might as well. I wouldn't hook up with him without a mm -hmm. conversation before. You know, if, if the night goes really well and he's like, hey, do you want to go back to my place? I would say no. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and just I'd be like, listen, you know, I would love to. But like, I just feel like. I kind of assumed that we were going down more of a friend path. You're not ready to date. And like, I really think you're cool and I enjoy your company. I wasn't even sure if this was a date, but like, if this is, and if you really want me to come up, then I like, I, I don't want to do the whole vague, is this or isn't this a uh, relationship? And I, again, I'm not pressing you for an answer. I'm just, that's why I'm saying no. You know, that's, that would be you yeah. taking your power back. That would be you calling yeah. the shots. You've been far too kind of, Submissive. I want, I want you to take the lead with the decisions. Yeah. Stop letting them call the shots. Mm -hmm. Right now, you're always waiting for these guys to ask because your answer is always yes. That's true. 
well, you got to change it. You're the I one know. looking for patterns, so. I know. All right. This is good. All right, well, go have fun in your whatever this is tonight and start making decisions for yourself and start yeah. taking your power back and speak up and, and stop looking for validation with these guys. And then regardless of, you know, assuming nothing happens with this guy, if you get back into the single dating pool, slow down. Yeah. You know, I think so too. Don't be so proactive with dating. Be available. Keep those doors and windows open, but you don't have to necessarily go hunting or, you know, so to speak. Right. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good luck. Have fun tonight. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. Bye bye. Well, thank you guys for listening. Once again, want to thank you all for tuning in this year. It's been a hell of a year. We got a hell of a year lined up for you next year. Uh, we love you all. Stay safe this uh, New Year's Eve, whatever you guys decide to do. And we'll see you in the new year. You're crazy. Bye. Bye.